Good afternoon, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, October the 5th. Hope you had a wonderful weekend, and uh, wherever you are, I hope you are uh, just doing well, uh, experiencing God's grace and goodness. Um, boy, I uh, really enjoyed that um, look into the guardian angels on Friday, and that really has been with me all weekend, and so uh, I, I don't know about you, but... Um, I've just been praying to my guardian angel a whole lot more this last weekend. And really, that's been a new kind of prayer inside for me that has been good. So uh, Dexter clearly wanted to say hello uh, just a moment ago there. So let's dive into uh, one of the most beautiful stories in all of Scripture uh, today. It's a little bit longer gospel, a story you know very well. Uh, but it's Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. Uh, story of the Good Samaritan. So let's uh, break open God's Word together, shall we? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said to him in reply, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and, and wine over his wounds, and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim. He answered, The one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, this is one of those Gospels that uh, whatever words I say are not going to to add to its depth and its power. It is so beautiful, isn't it? Moved with compassion at the sight. The Samaritan uh, was um, invited, called, said yes to action. Uh, Jesus said, who was neighbor to him? The one who treated him with mercy. Ah. My goodness sakes alive. A um, couple of things before uh, 
you know, well, a couple of things I guess I want to say. The first is, in the midst of that gorgeous story, let's not move, lose sight of what must be done to inherit eternal life. The, the uh, scholar here um, who is asking Jesus and, and wanting to test him uh, has the question turned back on him. And what he does is, as you well know, I'm sure, he doesn't just give him one law. Uh, which is basically the Shema. He gives him, you shall love the Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. That's the Shema, the the base, the center of Judaism. Uh, and then it, it goes on to say, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, with all your mind. That That is the central commandment for our Jewish brothers and sisters. Um, basically, everything we have, my friends, I mean... Our heart, our being, our strength, our mind, uh, all that is, uh, is called to, to love God and, and to, to place God at the, the center of, of our lives and, and uh, of, our, of our loving, of our, of our thinking, of our, of our strength, of our being our attitudes, all that, that God is centered to that. Now, that's no surprise that, that the scholar of the law would answer that. But what he does then is he takes another law entirely separate uh, in a different part of uh, the Pentateuch, um, of the, the first five books of the Bible, and he gives that to him, and he says, and your neighbor is yourself. Um, so he connects these to Jesus, and Jesus says, you have answered this correctly before he talks about what neighbor is. Um, but just remembering again, that commandment, brothers and sisters, that the center of who we are is our love, uh, for God and that center that with all our heart, our soul, our whole, our, our, excuse me, it's, it's, it's translated being here, our heart, our being, our strength and our mind are also not just to love God, but, but those others in our lives, including our neighbor. So who is our neighbor? Of course, it is anyone, and, and anyone, not just in need, it's, it's anyone. Uh, it is those we love, it is those we hate, clearly. Because in this story, as you know, uh, the hero is a hated enemy, a Samaritan. Now, let me answer this. Why, why uh, were the Samaritans hated? So again, if you think of Israel as, you know... Um, from Chicago to Green Bay, uh, over to Fond du Lac. I mean, kind of that would encompass the whole country of Israel. Let's say, and again, I've used this before, but Chicago to, let's say North Milwaukee would be Judea. And that's where Jerusalem is. Um, that's where um, it really was the hub of, of Israel. Uh, Jericho, where, where this person would have been going, all, all Judea, south, south of Israel. The middle part was Samaria. So let's say North Milwaukee to Sheboygan is Samaria. And the northern part, let's say Sheboygan to Green Bay, is uh, Galilee, where Jesus is from. Uh, uh, the Sea of Galilee is there. Capernaum is there. Many of Jesus' miracles happen in the north. Um, and, and along the eastern seaboard, say, what we have is Lake Michigan, would be the, the Jordan River. On the other side of the Jordan River would be the wilderness. 
Um, okay, so that kind of gives you the framework. So Samaria's in the middle. Why were they hated? I mean, they were just to the north of them. Well, what happened in the year 721, I believe I'm correct with that, that number, is Assyria, a hated enemy, uh, what we would say modern-day Iraq, uh, attacked, and they were terrible, by the way. They attacked uh, the northern kingdom. The kingdom had split by that time into Judah, the southern part, again, northern Milwaukee down to Chicago, what we call Judea, and the northern kingdom, which was Samaria and Galilee. It was called Israel at the time. I, I, I hope I'm not confusing you with all this, but the northern kingdom was attacked and defeated by Assyria. And the Assyrians basically said, um, we're going to destroy you. And, and they did. They were terrible. The only way beyond being destroyed is to intermarry. And those in Samaria chose the latter. They intermarried, whereas those in the northern part of Israel chose death. And they were put to the sword and killed. But the Samaritans chose to intermarry. So in the eyes of those in Judea and Judah, the southern kingdom, they were half-breeds. They were sellouts. They were traitors. They didn't die for their faith. That was the year 721. We're talking 700 years later when Jesus gives this parable. And you can still see the animosity that the Samaritans have. Well, that is... (laughs) Okay, Samaritans were hated by the Jews. The Samaritans hated the Jews equally back. It was both sides. And so when Jesus is giving this parable about who is neighbor, he's saying, I don't care what you feel about them. If they are in our proximity, I mean, not just in need, that person, although that person who showed mercy was the neighbor who was moved with compassion, um, but he was moved with compassion because somebody who was a human being was in need. And that, brothers and sisters, whatever boundaries you and I put up over who is in and who's out, who we love and who we don't, Jesus challenges those. Remember the, the Sermon on the Mount where he says, listen, we can, if, if all we do is pay back those who, who have lent to us, if all we do is invite those to dinner who have invited us, don't sinners do the same? That's, everybody does that. We're called to be beyond that. We're called to, to love everyone, regardless of our emotions. And brothers and sisters, that can be hard. If we're going to love God with all of our heart and being and mind and strength, we've got to move beyond our petty prejudices and move beyond our feelings that, that invite us to, to be angry. And you know what? We may have justifiably been hurt. That's not, it, and, and that doesn't mean let's throw that out, but let's move through it. And brothers and sisters, trust me, I speak to me. I speak to me here just as much as I do to you. Because boy, it can get, we can get irrational, can't we? We can get caught up in our emotion and get caught up in the fact that I was wronged, even when we were, and say, oh, Jesus wouldn't love in this situation. And what Jesus is inviting us in this parable is to say, yes, yes. And the Samaritans were wronged plenty of times, and vice versa. 
But this Samaritan was the one who was moved with compassion at the sight. He allowed himself to be moved with compassion beyond any sense of indignity he had, beyond any sense of marginalization that he had, beyond any sense of who's in or who's out that he felt. The situation moved him to compassion. One last thing I'll say on this before we go to prayer. The priest and the Levite saw the person, but didn't allow themselves to be moved with compassion. Why is that? No, I don't know. Maybe they're late for an appointment. Maybe they simply didn't want to deal with it because they were caught up in their own mess that day. But I think the, the, the real reason most likely is the priest and the Levite knew that if they touched this man who had been beaten and left for half dead, if they came in contact with any bodily fluid that he had, most likely blood, um, but any other, you know, scar tissue or, or things that had been oozing, whatever, they would be ritually unclean and unable to practice their priesthood or their Levitical priesthood um, uh, for a period of time before they had cleansed themselves, ritually made themselves clean again, pure. And so my deep suspicion here is, and I think most theologians, theologians and scripture scholars would agree with me, is they actively chose because of the rules not to help. They didn't want to make themselves ritually impure, unclean, and have to go through that process again. And so they chose not to help. I bring that up, brothers and sisters, because, again, I, I think it's human nature for us to duck behind rules plenty of times and say, I'm not going to, to get myself involved in this situation because the rules say I'm, I'm doing it right. Even when it doesn't seem to be, even when there is someone in need on the other side of those rules, someone has been marginalized, someone is in pain, someone is hurting or suffering. But we can say, but, but the rules are over here. I'm on the right side of the rules. Brothers and sisters, we may be right in that. But you know who we are? We're the priest and the Levite in this story. Do we allow ourselves to be moved with compassion at those who are suffering? Who is the neighbor? The one who showed mercy. Go and do likewise, he says. We are called to love not only our God, but others with all our heart, our being, our strength, and our mind. Which means we are to invite and open our minds our beings, our hearts, and our strength to attitudes that perhaps um, we are not accustomed to, to moving beyond rules when the situation calls for it and someone's pain uh, can be alleviated by our presence and our compassion and our mercy. May we have the courage and the compassion to act. Let's pray. Uh, we're in the uh, Joyful Mysteries this week. So again, invite you all, as always, to bring any intentions forward and along with us as we lift them to our Blessed Mother at this time.
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The first joyful mystery is the Annunciation. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Brothers and sisters, I wish you a blessed and good week. Enjoy the sunshine and uh, the rest of this Monday. And I hope we are able to be back together to uh, break open God's word once again tomorrow. God bless. <laughs>